blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Here are your hosts, Adam and John Spees. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no-holds-barred trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, John Spees. And I'm your co-host, Scott Barber. Thank you again to Mr. Barber for coming back this week uh, to be our co-host. Adam could not be here. Thank you, sir. I really, really appreciate it. Absolute honor, especially with the guests that we have on today. Absolutely. And today, we have two newcomers ready to face our contest of queries. In one corner, he's a Jeopardy All-Star and Tournament of Champions winner who decided it was finally time to move up in the world by coming on our little show. It's all in Alex Jacob. Mr. Jacob, sir, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, why don't you tell the folks at home a little bit about you? Yeah, um, Alex Jacob, um, like you said, uh, was on Jeopardy, Tournament of Champions winner. Um, was on the All-Stars Tournament they had a couple years ago. Uh, started a uh, trivia league this year. And you can check that out at schooloftrivia.com. It's uh, five questions to your uh, email inbox every weekday. So people are having a lot of fun with that. So that's about it. That sounds awesome. In the other corner, he lives an amazing double life. For when he eats a specific fruit, an amazing transformation occurs. It's Steve Banana Man Bonaman. <laughs> yeah, that's a thing that my members of my family have been dealing with their whole life um that is something that i used to see on nickelodeon so i do appreciate the uh thames media shout out there yeah. uh mr bonham sir if you would introduce the folks at home to uh to you yeah i'm steve bonneman live in raleigh north carolina i am a librarian here at campbell university go camels um i am also the commissioner and a bunch of other words of online quiz league usa which is a weekly zoom trivia league that has both a 4v4 weekly and a one-on a four-player pop culture version and those are running like all the time um <laughs> so yeah that's been a, a big thing for a lot of people during quarantine and we've managed to still be kicking around since so that's been a really cool way to bring the trivia community together every week to do something so awesome all right, folks, well, let's learn how to play the game. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head -head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. All right, before we get started, I, of course, want to know our contenders just a little bit more. And uh, since I mentioned uh, Banana Man earlier, gentlemen, 
could you tell me what was your favorite cartoon from the 80s? Alex is like 10 years younger than me, I think. Something like From the 80s. <laughs> a little more brutal Maybe for him. Maybe you can list out some cartoons from the 80s <laughs> and I can pick from. I'm trying to think. Like, is... Well, what, I mean, you've got your, your, you your classics like uh, He-Man, Thundercats, G.I. Right. Joe, Transformers, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, ones like that. Right, right. Um, sure, well, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I watched at some point so that, that's okay. the only one of those that i watched i'm sorry fair that, enough that, that, that question is a little before my time fortunately yeah i and think steve a, i think a lot of the best ones kind of span that 80s and 90s gap i'm fairly sure ducktales was on in the 80s though and that's definitely been like a big part of my life so uh, it was the first Nintendo nes game i ever beat so uh that's you know there's a lot of good reasons why i love ducktales i still watch it so all right well, unfortunately, there was only one answer that was going to beat Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Uh-oh. and that was DuckTales. Whatever. <laughs> I'll take it. I did have a huge Turtles face, so I might have gone with that, honestly. All right. Well, Steve, you're going to get to pick first in round one. Which category would you like? Um, I'll take sports. All right. And your decade will be the 70s. All right. What NHL team who has since sailed south was the final stop for Hall of Fame great Gordie Howe, joining them at the beginning of the 1979 season at the ripe old age of 51? Sailed south to about 15 miles over there. It's uh, the Hartford Whalers, now the Hurricanes. (laughs) Hartford Whalers is correct. All right, Alex, over to you. What category would you like? Um... We'll try movies. Okay. There we go. And your ca- or your decade will be the 2000s. This, all right, so this is a question type that Adam calls explain a film plot badly. Uh, it will give you a poorly written film plot and you have to identify the film. 2008, a love triangle between an 18-year-old girl, a 100-year-old man, and a dog. Eighteen year old girl, a hundred year old man and a dog. Two thousand eight. Um eighteen year old girl, hundred year old man and a dog. Mm-hmm. Well, if I run out of time yet, let me think. I don't know. No? We don't really have a time. No time? Oh, okay. Well that favors this category i guess within uh, reason if, yeah fair enough maybe i should have been thinking in this time instead of making jokes okay so uh, yeah i don't uh i'm not uh this is blanking uh blanking on this 100 year old man an 18 year old girl and a dog um I mean, I guess I need to put us out of our misery at some point, obviously. Uh, so I'll just say something. Because um, I feel like it's I've missed the question at this point. It would not be honorable to think much longer than this. <laughs> so uh, I, I don't really have anything. A hundred-year-old man and a dog and a girl. I will say... Um, 
up. I don't know. That has a dog in a van. There's no girl in it. I don't know. That can't be right. Up. Up the right year. <laughs> is incorrect. Steve, can you steal? Corpse Bride? I don't have a Corpse good Bride is also incorrect. <laughs> Mr. Barber, do you know this one? I think I might. This sounds an awful lot like it could be Twilight. Twilight oh, was the correct answer. That's yeah. just, yeah. You got me with just like a huge <laughs> hole in my pop culture knowledge right there. <laughs> you exposed yeah, Explaining me. it poorly is, uh, is an understatement with the way that that one's described. Yeah, well. I, well, it's his Adam's question, so we can blame him for no, it. No, I mean, I don't blame it on that because I haven't seen any of the Twilight films or have any real knowledge of that. And you know so. what, sir? You are a better person for it. I hear they're not bad. I'm not disparaging them. I just haven't gotten around to them. That's know, okay. I, I will disparage them for you. Okay. I don't even know the degree to, to which that. Jacob's in the first one. I, Let's be fair. I mean, the series started in 2008. <laughs> apparently, there's a uh, there's a fun baseball scene in one of them. I know that. It's real <laughs> funny. <laughs> uh, all right. We're back to Steve. What category would you like? I will have... News and politics, I guess, because I'm fun. <laughs> All right. And your decade will be the 80s. A series of phreatic blasts occurred from the summit of what volcano and escalated until a major explosive eruption took place on May 18th, 1980. The eruption, which had a volcanic explosivity index of five, resulted in reported 57 deaths. Right, just naming what volcano or something? Is that, yes, sir. Sorry, uh, I mean Mount St. Helens. Mount St. Helens. It's a little bit easier than that Twilight question. <laughs> it is correct. Uh, all right. It's, all, over it's, to it's always Jacob. easy when you know it, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That is true. What One year before my birth. What uh, what category would you like? Oh, okay. Um well, I mean, I'm kind of puzzled that Steve hasn't gone for literature, so maybe I should take that off the board away from him. Let's go for that. <laughs> All right. This might be a smart move. And the decade will be the 80s. Before it was made into one of the best adapted graphic novel movies of all time, V for Vendetta was first published in 1982 and authored by what giant in the industry? Um... Let's see if I let's see. Do I know this? Um, a couple different guys in my head, and I feel like I'm probably going to say the wrong one. Um, hmm. Yeah, I definitely should know this. This feels like a an easy one, but I'm not sure between two guys. Um. Either that one or that one. Okay, I'll say, is it Alan Moore? Alan Moore is correct. Okay, sorry. I was I was thinking it could be Frank Miller for some reason, but yeah, no, there's there's that's that's what that's you a do. fair <laughs> assumption. That's a fair assumption. Uh, that question was brought to us by Will Boylan. Thank you so much, Will. And we are back to Steve. I will have, yeah, toys and games, I guess. And your decade will be the 70s. If you couldn't get an Atari, you begged mom and dad 
for what stellar Coleco system that first released in 1976. It was made for sports fans and gave users the chance to try their hand at electronic tennis, hockey, and handball. Oh, okay. I've seen a Coleco Vision. That can't be right. Um, if it is, then I'm. If it is, I'll say it later. But um, like, oh shoot. I'm trying. To, I mean, clearly, I'm. I'm stuck on the word stellar here. Like, that's that's definitely happening. I'm just trying to figure out what that could mean. What is this guy? Um, yeah, I will go with the, yeah, I, I'm, I'm getting so, like, <laughs> I, I feel like I ought to know this really for real. Um, the nebula is something I made up just now. Nebula is incorrect. <laughs> Alex, can you steal? John, I'm going to be vulnerable with you right now. I um, forgot that we had a chance to steal, and I wasn't really paying attention to the question. Can you repeat it? I absolutely can. If you couldn't get an Atari, you begged mom and dad for what stellar Coleco system that first released in 1976. It was made for sports fans and gave users the chance to try their hand at electronic tennis, hockey, and handball. Yeah, I mean, I figured if Steve didn't know it, then I wouldn't really have any chance, but I figured I would uh, get get you to... Repeat it just in case. Um, so you said stellar, and so I will say the galaxy. The galaxy is also incorrect. I like even known. had an Intellivision, so I'm not like a stranger <laughs> to these things from this era. But I don't uh, know. It was called the Telstar. Oh, interesting. Telstar okay. system. This is the song the Telstar. Telstar was like, is that a thing? Am I making that? Uh, or well, Telstar was the first satellite. Right. Okay. That's what. It, that's what that is. That could be so news and politics from the '60s. Right, I suppose. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, no one got the, the uh, point there. That's okay. Over to uh, Alex. Left. We have music, TV, fashion, slang, and food. Um. Uh, we'll try food. All right. I'm a fan of food. And your decade will be the '80s. Known for his crescent moon head, sunglasses, and piano playing, what fictional character was used in advertising for McDonald's restaurants first appearing in 1986? Ooh, you said crescent moon head, huh? That's what you said, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, no, this is... You know, you know, sometimes you get, you know, a trivia question and you are like, I know this and I can dig this out. And sometimes you're, you know, immediately, I never knew this and I have no idea. So I'm going to say, um, uh, a Mooney McMoon face. <laughs> Mooney McMoon face is incorrect. Steve, can you steal? It's got on brand yeah, with pretty, the hits, there, right? hits seven year old me fairly well. It's Mac tonight. <laughs> Nice. Mac tonight is correct. Nice. Nice pull. Thank you. I think one of the Homestar Runner characters dressed up as him for Halloween one of the years they did that. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about a throwback. Jeez. Yes. From uh, the 2000s. All right. <laughs> St- Steve, you got the steal and you get to pick your next category. Uh, slang seems fun. I hope it's from the 50s. <laughs> all right. We'll see what the dice say. 
It's from the 80s. Man, hey. we cannot get out of the later decades. We cannot get out of the 80s. In 1981, esteemed medical sociologist and epidemiologist Denise Candle is credited with coming up with, or sorry, is credited with coining what phrase that often refers to marijuana and the thought it led people to abuse harder, more serious substances. Gateway drug. Gateway drug is correct. All right, uh, back over to Alex, and hopefully we'll get another decade other than the 80s. Um, and it's, uh, we have, is it music and fashion? Or what is we it? We have TV. music, music, TV, okay, right. and fashion left. Um, sure. Um, I'll try music. It's the 50s. It's a level playing field for us in more ways. <laughs> I didn't live through that one. Shelby Woolley was a character actor appearing in films like High Noon and The Outlaw Josie Wales, but he found pop immortality in what colorful novelty song that devoured the charts in 1958? Um, yeah, I think I, I do know this. Um, I was going to try to say it, but I'm going to mess it up. You know, something with the one-eyed and there are horns involved, and but it's the... Uh, purple people eater right the purple people eater is correct at the one-eyed one-horned flying purple people eater. okay there we go very good all right uh steve we have tv and fashion left what do you want to keep for yourself or more importantly what do you want to stick alex with i mean i, I think we were both probably avoiding fashion the whole time on some level <laughs> so i'll go ahead and do that all right so I'm assuming you're picking TV. I, I am picking TV, yeah. Okay. And, oh, hey, we're staying in the 50s. Oh. And we have another question from Will Boylan. Thank you, Will. On June 25th, 1951, what station did millions have their eyes on when it became the first ever to broadcast color on American television? It was probably millions of old people. What is that? Interesting. 51? Mm -hmm. I mean, I ought to just know this. That seems possible. Is it NBC? NBC is incorrect. Okay. It didn't fit the other Alex, can you steal? Well, I mean, I, I don't know the answer either. Um, but when you said it, I said, well, I mean... Uh, um, I guess CVS or NBC, and whichever one he doesn't, whichever one he doesn't say, I'll uh, say that one if he's wrong. So I will go with CBS. CBS is correct. I was leaning I that think... way because I thought maybe the old people was kind of a hint towards CBS because they have yeah oh, they hit it's that kind of yeah people. they they do hit that demographic more don't they yeah yep. makes sense. Uh, all right, so we got fashion I was thinking left of the peacock, for Alex. You know, like that seems right. like a brag, you know, but that's cool. <laughs> all right, let's see what decade he's going to get in fashion, and you're going to get the '90s. But obviously, the greatest time in fashion. <laughs> <laughs> Russell Simmons, creator of Def Jam Records, launched what clothing line in 1992? This hip hop styled streetwear brand was actually for all sizes. Not just the obese. Um, that was called uh, Fat Farm, P-H-A-T Farm, 
right? Fat Farm is correct. All right. That is the end of round one. Mr. Barber, what is our score? Well, with the steal late and then a correct answer to close it out, that makes this a tie game going into the second half. It is 40 to 40. All right. All right. Well, Steve got to pick first in round one. So, Alex, you get to pick first in round two, and you'll be picking a category for Steve. So what category do you want to give him? Um, fashion. Yeah. No surprise there. <laughs> That's not what Holt Tower tried on 500 questions. It did not work, but <laughs> I did miss a couple of them. <laughs> I forgot you played him. I didn't remember that. Interesting. Yeah, yeah he, was trying to, he was trying to give me the fashion questions to knock me out, and I got a couple of nice ones. So <laughs> I did not know that most dance shoes were made by Capizio. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's this question. Everyone here, Steve, I'm going to laugh Steve, if it is. Steve beat James Holzhauer on a game show. Everyone, was I fended off James Holzhauer on a game show that, that the incumbents <laughs> had a bonus on. Hey, 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 we don't have to qualify it. You beat it, okay? It doesn't matter what the rules were. <laughs> All right. Well, your uh, decade in fashion will be the 2000s. Okay. Well, all right. In 2008, what restaurant entered the fragrance market when they released a men's body spray promising, quote, the scent of seduction with the hint of flame-broiled meat, end quote? It's one of two. Flame-broiled is real specific. It's Burger King. It's got to be. Burger King is correct. Yeah. All right. What uh, category do you want to give to Alex? Um food i guess yeah i mean it's always appreciated when someone gives you food yeah <laughs> why not right and the decade will be the 90s in 1997 what chain introduced the triple decaroni pizza it had 90% or it had 90 pepperoni pieces six types of cheese and two crusts and one hellacious taste and it was discontinued by 2002 uh, okay. Well, um, I, uh, know some names of pizza chains and, uh, I don't remember this product necessarily. What uh, chain would be most likely to do this? Um, I feel like one that does crazy stuff a lot is Pizza Hut. I'm going to try that. Pizza Hut is correct. All right. That was what I was going to say, so good. <laughs> I see the direction the food category is going in. Yeah, well, it has to be decade-specific, so you kind of have some limitations. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> All right, uh, Alex, what category do you want to give to Steve? Um, hmm. uh, TV. All right. And your decade will be the 70s. And we have a question from Jackie LaFave. Thank you, Jackie. In this show that ran from 1970 to 1974, a widow and her kids toured the country in a wildly painted 57 Chevy bus performing music together. Partridge Family. Partridge Family is correct. I've never seen that, so I didn't know there wasn't a dad. It occurs to me that I have never thought of there being a dad, but I didn't mm. like really know that. 
I was much more of a Brady Bunch kid growing up than I was the Partridge Family. But I think there were very hard. It was very hard to find Partridge Family reruns. Like Brady Bunch was on everything every day. It felt like, right. but I, I don't think I've ever seen like the Partridge Family credits queue up like when I was <laughs> nine or whatever. So right. All right, Steve. What do you want to give to Alex? Uh, I don't know. It all seems uh, toys and games, I guess. Okay. And the decade will be the 60s. What geometric drawing tool was first patented by a French mathematician around 1881? A century and a half later, the Kenner Toy Company acquired the U.S. distribution rights and began selling this multi-piece plastic sets. Sorry, I think that it should read these multi-piece plastic sets in 1966. Um, multi-piece plastic sets. You said it was a geometric drawing. Um, -hmm. I can reread the question if you'd like. Um, hmm. I feel like I have like a um, vision of what this could be. Oh, I just thought of a name. I don't know. Something. This is what we're talking about. A spirograph. Is that something? Spirograph is correct. Good pull. All right. What do you want to give to Steve? Um... I guess um, music. And your decade is the 70s. All right. Uh, We got a question from Vernon Heggie. Thank you, Vernon. What song, originally released in 1974 by the 11th Hour, hit number one in the Billboard Hot 100 two other times when recorded by other artists? Once in 1975 by the American girl group LaBelle, and once in 2001 as the lead single lead single from a Nicole Kidman movie. The song is famous for its sexuality, suggestive chorus that translates into English as, do you want to go to bed with me? Uh, Lady Marmalade. Lady Marmalade is correct. All right. All right, left, uh, we have movies, sports, news and politics, literature and slang which one do you want to give to alex uh slang i guess feels like the most could be anything of all these and the decade is the 50s and we have another question from jackie lefave this four-word phrase was first mentioned as the title of a song recorded in 1955 by julie london and again in the 80s by Mari Wilson. In 2002, Justin Timberlake titled a song about Britney Spears this as well, but not with the same lyrics. This phrase is generally used sarcastically when someone constantly complains or feels they're being unfairly treated. Okay, um, <clears throat> let me just um, get my uh, falsetto ready. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, Cry Me a River. Cry Me a River is correct. I'm a little disappointed we didn't get to hear it, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm not going to do it either. Okay. <laughs> Only had right. one beer. <laughs> uh, all right, Alex, what uh, category do you want to give to 
Steve. Um. So. I'm sorry. I know this is bad. We have movies left and sports and news and literature. Yeah. Is that it? Yep. Yep. That's it. Um, I guess movies. Okay. And your decade will be the 50s. Oshiro Honda directed what 1954 film? It was the first in its franchise and pioneered a form of special effects called suitmation in which a stunt performer wearing a suit interacts with miniature sets. Godzilla. Godzilla is correct. We ran a question on that in OQL USA, naming that guy like last week. So <laughs> very fresh in my mind. I don't think I knew his name before that. Um, I will give Alex literature. All right. And the decade will also be the 50s. Dice are loving the 50s right now. Ross and Norris McCurder compiled what as a promotional giveaway in 1954? I wonder if they were drunk when they made it. Um, so twin brothers, I believe, and it's the uh, less. Um, no, yeah, okay. I was wondering what the drunk. I was like, what am I missing with the drunk thing? But I, I, I get it now. The Guinness uh, Book of Records, or the Guinness Book of World Records, whichever. Guinness Book of World Records is correct. All right. We're still looking We've for got... that one stinker this round, I think. <laughs> <laughs> We've got uh, sports and news and politics left. Alex, what do you want to give to Steve? Um, news and politics. Okay. And the decade will be the 2000s. Twitter was launched in 2006 and in 2009, co-creator Biz Stone redesigned its logo to a, cartoon, to a cartoonish blue bird named what? Uh, Larry. Sorry, could you repeat that? It cut out a little bit. Uh, Larry. Larry is correct. Because Larry's a bird. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and that leaves... Sports for Alex. You know they were feeling so clever when they came up with that. I, I mean, <laughs> nailed it, good a Larry Bird. <laughs> it's as good a choice as anything. Stop else. the search. We're done here. <laughs> if only that, like, I mean, I think that if only two ma other major tech companies weren't run by guys named Larry, I think that was probably the, <laughs> like, really had a regret on that, like, fairly soon. But. All right, let's find out what the decade will be, <laughs> and it will be the fifties. A lot of 50s questions. All right. What brown bomber boxer had his final fight on October 26, 1951, when Rocky Marciano dropped him for an eight count with a left hook, then sent him through the ropes for a knockout? Uh, okay. So the, uh, the the brown bomber is the, uh, the great Joe Lewis. Joe Lewis is correct. And I know for a fact Adam put this question in so he could make a coming to America joke, but I'm not going to give him the satisfaction because he's not here. <laughs> if you wanted that joke in, Adam, you should have been here. All right. That is the end of round two. Scotty Barber, what is our score going into the final round? With a fantastic second half that saw madness like a fashion question being answered with Burger King and a slang question. I was hoping the food the question would be about clothing. 
<laughs> I was hoping that too, to be a nice pairing there. And a slang question from the 50s being answered with a Justin Timberlake song. We had a perfect score by both players leading us to a 90 to 90 final going into the last round. All right. Well, normally I let whoever's in the lead pick their final category first, but since we are tied, I'm going to roll the dice. And um, let's see here. Alex, you will be odds. Steve, you will be evens. And whoever rolls first will get to pick the first category. All right. Who did I say was evens? Uh, you said I was evens? I, I think believe you're right. So. Yeah, I think so. All right. Steve, you get to pick uh, your the, cate- the first category to go into the final round. Which one would you like? Oh, let's have sports. All right. The decade will be the 80s. And Alex, which category would you like to go into the final round? This is for both players. Both players have to answer both questions. Yes. Uh, I'll try movies. And that will also be the 80s. So, based on the categories of 80s sports and 80s movies, go ahead and write down your bids. Yeah. Um, so, for uh, do I write down, do I wager a portion of my points on each? No, no, no! It's a total. It's wait because you oh, have to like answer both, both for the points. all or nothing. Yeah, thing. you have okay. you have to Gee, an, I, you have to answer both correctly in order to get your bid. I, 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 yeah, I feel like I feel like I know what's happening here with the bids. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, let me know orally when you have your your bid written down, so that way we have it for the podcast. I think it's we're both here. good. All right, let's go ahead to our questions, and the first one will be. 80s sports we have a question from vernon heggie in 1984 who was the first american woman to win a gold medal in her chosen sport and with that become the first woman to be featured on the front of a box of wheaties and for 80s movies we have another question from jackie lefave thank you jackie in what 1986 comedy does a married couple buy a home and attempt to renovate it. Amongst other problems, the main staircase collapses, the electrical system catches fire, the bathroom ah, crashes through the floor, and a raccoon is living in the dumbwaiter. And as our contenders are thinking of their answer, I want to send you to www.bfopnetwork.com for all your nostalgic podcasting needs. All right, both gentlemen are ready, and let's find out what they answered, uh, Steve, what were your answers to the questions? Uh, they were Mary Lou Retton and the Money Pit. All right. And Alex? Yeah, I had the same answers. I mean, it seems unfair that Steve had to say both of the answers first, but uh, I think he trusts <laughs> me that I had both of the same yeah, answers. Not, I, I was not terribly worried about that one. <laughs> Actually, uh, uh, Mary Lou Retton was just a question in uh, School of Trivia very recently. Shout out School of Trivia Nation. Anyone listening? Nice. All right. Well, the answers to the questions for AD Sports, the American woman in question was indeed Mary Lou Retton, and the 80s uh, film was The Money Pit. I have not seen that movie. Have you seen that movie? Alex? No. Trivia isn't really about seeing movies. <laughs> I do <laughs> like to real. see movies, but that one I have I do, seen. too. I do, too. Yeah. I don't go back what? and rewatch, like, 80s comedies for parents like that's not like <laughs> it's not like my demographic particularly all right uh well let's uh let's both the contenders are going to be getting their bid so let's find out what the final score is going to be steve what did you bid i uh went all in with 90 points 
All right. And Alex. I also went all in. <laughs> all right. Scotty, what is our score? Well, the math's easy on this one with everybody doubling up in the final. It's 180 to 180 in this Clash of the Titans. All right. Well, we do have a tiebreaker question. All right. And this is going to be this is going to be a closest to the correct answer. Uh, it's going to be now I'll give you a thing that has a number answer and whoever is closer to the correct answer. I have to write these every week for uh, when we do our pop culture competition, just in case. And I'm like running out of ideas. So maybe this will be one that I can like morph into something else. Steve, <laughs> Steve have you seen the movie Searching for Bobby Fisher? Yeah. I'm offering you a draw. We could share the title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the, the thing is, I don't have like. Okay, I don't okay. Have we'll do the tiebreaker uh, question. Draw. I would have been happy. I would have been happy with a, uh, with a draw against Steve. It's kind of like one of those. Uh, <laughs> One of those draws that feels like a win, they say in uh, in the <laughs> soccer. Yeah. What was I supposed? Are you are you crazy? Is that what he says? I don't remember what the jerk kid says. Yeah, yeah. I think that's right. <laughs> look at the board. Are you crazy? Yeah. Look at, look at the board. <laughs> I already have. If anyone hasn't seen searching for Bobby Fisher. <laughs> It's better than the Queen's Gambit. Go check it out. I don't know about that. The Queen's Gambit's quite good. <laughs> Hot okay. take. The Queen's Gambit is, is good, also good. If you like the Queen's Gambit, well, they were both. It's different. They were both, it's, they were both hard had to compare Bruce them. Pandolfini consulting. One of them was, he's in the movie. One of them. Yay. Pandolfini shout out. All right. Here is your tiebreaker question. And go ahead. And, and for this one, I will ask you to just write down your answer. The 1995 film Clueless is well known for its fashion. With a runtime of 97 minutes, how many costume changes does Cher, played by Alicia Silverstone, have in the movie? sitting here like running back like okay so there's the day where this happens and the day where this happens those are different days right like <laughs> so we're doing um just closest to it there's no going over right no okay. it's just whoever's closest it's a good idea that's a good question by the way i'm well chosen okay i guess i'm in I gonna, okay the wait okay hold on i just thought of a scene <laughs> this guy's literally uh, counting scenes i'm not letting no i'm not i'm thinking about scenes that might have had like more than one outfit does that make sense like yeah i'm gonna go there okay i have no idea what the ballpark of this answer is and yeah you probably got me let's see i don't know all right uh alex what was your answer my answer was uh 21 which could be way too high or way too low. I really have no idea. <laughs> All right. And Steve. I said four, I, I was thinking of like at least one scene where she goes to the mall and tries stuff on and like another one where she uh, like talks, tries to talk to the same guy a bunch of different times. Um, so I, I said 47 just because I thought of those two, which both probably had several outfits in them. So. All right. Well, the correct answer is 60. Wow, that is a she lot. She changes 60 <laughs> times. So with the extra bonus point, that puts Steve as our winner for today. All right. Good I'll game, take Steve. it, but, you know, yeah. I mean, that's I, – I'm, I'm happy to share the title in, in you know, <laughs> nominally speaking. We can do like those uh, long jump guys did, the Italian guy and the guy from the Qatar or the United Arab Emirates or whatever it is from. 
Gentlemen, thank you so much uh, for being here. Uh, Alex, uh, this is your time to plug anything else you would like to plug. Okay, sure. Um, go check out uh, OQL USA. Uh, no, just kidding. And uh, follow <laughs> me on Twitter, uh, who is Alex Jacob, and uh, schooloftrivia.com. Um, yeah, like I said, uh, people seem to be having like a lot of fun with it, getting a lot of um, good feedback. So um, if you're a fan of trivia, um, it's uh, kind of a weekly commitment. So it's uh, low, low stress, low pressure, five questions uh, every uh, weekday. So that's, uh, that's it. All right, awesome. And Steve, anything you'd like to plug or uh, just some words of wisdom, whatever you'd like? Oh, we're good. I already gave a huge OQL USA plug. I can say I pretty much trust. I, I used to play a lot of Alex's questions back in the day when we were inhabiting the same like trivia universe more. So uh, I have a lot of trust in School of Trivia. But uh, yeah, uh, oh, OQL USA is awesome. Um, OQL USA is awesome. Our next seasons for both leagues, both the individual pop culture side, which is more like this, and the uh, academic slash pop culture teams event uh, will start in January. So go ahead and give those a whirl if you're interested at all. We we totally level teams and have levels like Learned League or something like that does. So you don't end up playing against people who are way better than you for too much of the season. So, um, it's a it's a lot, but it's awesome. So All right. And one more thank you so much uh, to my man in the chair for this episode, Mr. Scotty Barber. Thank you again for coming on here and do this. I really appreciate you, sir. Again, an absolute honor, especially with these two Titans uh, who, uh, to stick with the uh, clueless uh, references, I consider both total bald ones. Uh, <laughs> uh, absolutely fantastic, brilliant players, and it's an absolute honor to be sitting here and watching the greatness unfold in front of me. <laughs> My wife has that. a huge Thank crush you, on Paul Rudd, it. so I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's Scott, and I'm John, and this was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast, or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head-to-head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And we are the hosts of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are breaking down every single episode of Seinfeld as we watch it, reliving this amazing show. That's right. It's a trip down memory lane for all of us 90s kids out there. You can find Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and Patreon. La la la.